Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Hey, guys. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of Astros Baseball tonight. I am joined by James Christopher, and we are going to talk about the Astros heading to the seventh straight American League Championship. James, how you doing, buddy? How's your heart rate? Well, first, I want to send a shout out to my paramedics who were so kind just to get me revived. Uh, it's, you know, look, this series was stressful, which makes it fun. Uh, I think the Twins aren't as they're not what their record indicates. That's a good baseball team with a really good foundation. And, I, you know, I do a show with a Yankee fan and she's like, what a great game. And I'm all like, this is awful. But thank you so much for enjoying <laughs> But, you know, Rob, you and I have been fans for a long time. Seven straight ALCSs. I'm betting that five-year-old you never would have thought this was possible. No. Yeah. You so know, whenever whenever we were in the first round of the playoffs, it didn't click to me. Well, this is our first round, actually. Like, yeah. it didn't click in my brain that if we beat Minnesota, we're in the ALCS. Like it didn't, and I was like, wow, we're already there. Like, this is nuts. Yeah. Yeah. No, totally. And, uh, you know, when we did it, despite the hindrance of those days off, because apparently that's not a thing that we're talking about, but yeah, it's, it's, you know, and we know how up and down the season's been. And we also know that it was up and down at the beginning, largely because there, it was Sugarland Space Cowboys for the most part for a lot of those games. And so to see what the team has done, particularly when the chips are down, there's been that comparison of the 2000 Yankee team that kind of just sort of slept walk through the season and then got hot at the right time. And if you think about it, if you go back to the, to the end of the season, they played six playoff games before the season ended and then they played four and they are what five and are 10 and two in those games. So our, I think my math is wrong, but whatever. I went to film school um, yeah. <laughs> either way we're, I mean, it's, it's a, it's a team to really be proud of. It really is. Uh, go, going through the season, it's like I ha- I was positive. I was like, just keep your head up, folks. We'll be fine. We'll be fine. But in the back of my mind, I'm like, is this really the team? Like, are they really going to be able to put it together? Like, I believe in them and I trust them. But was I fully in on this? And then when you go to the playoffs, you see it. And I mentioned this to somebody after they lost game two in Houston. I was like, I'm not worried at all. They're the road warriors. Like they're going to go to Minnesota and take care of business. That's what I said. But pitching wins championships and our pitching was great in this series. One run on three hits and two run they on three hits tonight, three runs on six hits. The Minnesota twins had six hits total against our pitching staff in this two games in Minnesota. And I think that we have to also, uh, or Keedy, his last two outings, which have been two high pressure outings, has looked very good. And yeah. um, and I think, you know, for as much as I was really wanting uh a different approach to this game of almost like or Keedy, you get one round through the order and then we're gonna go to France and we're gonna keep them off balance. I started to think if there's a game seven, at least you've got a fully rested bullpen now. And it turns out you didn't need it, but 
um, you know, Dusty obviously knows a lot more about baseball than I do. And yeah. uh, I hope your ratings don't go down because I said that because I no. know how some of our fans. Hey, I always do. back Dusty. I don't, I don't care. You know, I back him. Yeah. I back Look, Dusty and Maldi on this podcast. So whatever. And it's like, can you, can you criticize them? Yes. It doesn't make them awful people or terrible at their job. And I, I think it's funny, uh, Rob, because I've been asked to do other shows. I do yours because I think, well, you're a really nice guy, but also it's like, I, I can't deal with this knee jerk reaction to whatever happened most recently is how it's always been instead of taking a very macro view of, because part of me was even like, maybe this isn't the year. Maybe this is the year where they don't go as far and they need to kind of get fresh legs and come back next year. And yeah, well, clearly it has, it hasn't been that so far, but definitely just tickled over here. Yeah. I, I said that all along. It's kind of like, you know, I guess it was like my backup plan. It's like, if they don't do it, just remember, guys, we've been to six ALCSs in a row, four mm-hmm. World Series. We won two of them. Like, we have something to be happy about, so don't ha- don't hang your head. But anyway, I was going to ask you this. Like, through the season, Hunter Brown, J.P. France, they were awesome, you know, filling in for uh, Urquidy and Luis Garcia when they got hurt. But at the end of the season, on this podcast, you know, J.P. was struggling. Hunter yeah. was struggling. And I'm like, dude, Jose Arquiti has pitched in World Series. Like, this guy has ice in his veins. Throw him out there. And they threw him out there in one of the games in the last series. He looked good. And then he did awesome today. So it worked out great. Yeah, and and Arquiti, correct me if I'm wrong, didn't know he was starting that game against Arizona. It was like a family emergency for J.P. France. And, you know, again, people are down on Hunter Brown, but I think that he pitched like, like 70 more innings than he's ever pitched um, he's looked good in relief in this, in this past series, but you know, I understand it where being a gamer isn't tracked by any analytics, right? Like you can't just say, I know you've got a 450 ERA, but we know you're good when it, when the money's down, but maybe yeah. at some point we just get to start trusting that that's the case about a lot of these guys. Like it, it's, you know, when you're when you when you're forged under pressure and Urquidy's know nothing but pressure, considering how he was called up and everything he was asked to do, maybe just having a little bit more faith in him and and you know to me, I think Javier did it yesterday too. I, I you've got to feel pretty good about your starting pitching at least into this next round. Yeah, these are those are two guys that I don't think most fans had any confidence in at all. Mm-mm. It was all no. JV and Framber. They got to win, uh, but. In this game, I mean, he gave up two solo home runs, one to Lewis, and then one in the sixth inning, I believe it was him. But I think in the bottom of the first, there was a double play. There was like this unassisted double play, and that could have been a two-run homer, and we might still be playing. We might still be playing, and and I think you saw some of that with Javier yesterday where the defense kind of bailed him out a little bit. And then it's almost like it gave him that breath to be like, okay, now I can, I've got a defense behind me. I can be a little bit more relaxed because I was impressed because Arquita didn't walk a lot of guys tonight. And sometimes he can get himself into some trouble with walking people. And what the old adage is solo home runs can't beat you. And I think that proved itself tonight considering Abreu who all of a sudden is just the offense now. Like he's just going to, do whatever it takes to win yeah. baseball games. It's been crazy. He's somebody that got slandered throughout the year. Like he's not worth the money. And it's like, this guy has like 88 RBIs. What are y'all talking about? Like well, just cause he's not hitting 300 and he has 120 RBIs. You're, you're disappointed, but, <laughs> but look, he showed up in the playoffs. 
but that's what I mean. I think that's part of it where if you go back to January, whenever he was signed, everyone was fired up and then he struggles for the first two months. And now everyone's saying, well, I told you he was a waste. Of no, you actually didn't. <laughs> and sometimes these work out and it clearly he was hurt because he comes back off the IL and now he's just raking. Yeah. And now look at that lineup. How do you pitch to that lineup? You pitch to Tucker, I guess, because he's the only one not hitting right yeah. now. Yeah, I think today, uh, Jose. I mean, uh, yeah, Altuve. There's so many Jose's. Altuve and Bregman went over four. Both yeah. of them did. Uh, but Michael Brantley showed up. He had a home yeah. run tonight. That was big. And then uh, Jordan tonight didn't get a home run, but he got on base to make a Braves a two run home run. It was no it home was run. Big. It was we big. Cut, we should just cut him on the. Don't even let him on the plane. He didn't hit a home run tonight. <laughs> So, uh, Arkady, five and two thirds innings, only three hits and two runs. He only had one walk. So, you were right. He didn't walk very many guys. And he had six strikeouts, gave up those two solos. Neris came in and finished the sixth. Abreu, two mm-hmm. strikeouts. And Presley, <laughs> it just felt like Presley was going to blow this. And then, it like, when he tripped, you're like, is this guy hurt? And then the guy was lights out. The guy's a Yeah, star. and it's. And it's that recency bias because we've seen games get out of control. But we forget how good he is. What is he like 13 for 13 now in postseason saves? It might have been like, more than that. It might, it might be more than that. Yeah. And, and to see him, it like one, I enjoyed this season, this, this series a lot because twins fans have been really fun to interact with. Um, they remind us of our fans a little bit. But also, um, I ended up listening to the the, the Twins home broadcast yesterday because I was driving around and it was what I could get on XM. And I don't know. I, I I thought it was it was a lot of fun playing them, and you almost feel bad for whoever it was that looked at strike three like down because he's going to think about that pitch for the next four months. Oh yeah, if not longer, if not longer for the rest of his life, probably maybe for the rest of his. If they don't win something for the rest of his life. So one thing that happened today that uh, my wife really enjoyed. Was when Carlos Correa grounded out. I mean, not grounded out, but he lined out to to uh, his, what, heir apparent, whatever heir he is, apparent, uh, yeah. JP3. And he was livid. I think that ball was 109 miles an hour off the bat, and JP3 caught it. Good. That was an amazing moment. Yeah. And, you know, I, I, I don't appreciate the booing of, of Correa because that guy left everything out for this city. But, again, it was just a very competitive really good baseball series where one inch or two inch one way or the other and it could have been a lot different i mean one or two inches one way another could have been a sweep one and two inches the other way we could like you said could still be playing so uh as a baseball fan you can't ask for much better what about the drama in the ninth inning with it seemed like every every hitter in the ninth inning was a full count i don't know if it was or not but it seemed like it and you have carlos correa looming you know as the as if anybody gets on base Correa is going to come up it's going to end the, the damn game yeah after two outs Correa's there on deck and you're like uh-oh if we get to him it, he there might be a big moment for him well I was afraid of that especially when not only were but a lot of those three two counts started out oh two and I guess I'd rather him bury three pitches instead of giving him something to hit on oh two but you're almost like can you just ah can we just give me a break for a second? You know, <laughs> I'm not a young man anymore. But <laughs> so let me I, ask I just, you this: I'm proud of this team. That's all I can say. Let me ask you this: This is something I've said recently. Like in the in the past few years, we have a comfortable lead for the most part, mm-hmm. and we're not scoreboard watching. We're not 
seeing if this guy loses so we can win the division or if this guy loses so we can be the five or six seed. What did you think about it? I thought it was fun. It was a little nerve wracking, but it made, it made the end of the year a lot more fun. I'll, I'll yeah. I mean, I, I agree, right? Like the fan in me prefers a 20 game lead, <laughs> but the but Astro again, fan, but it's the Astro fan right. versus the baseball fan. But it's the baseball fan. No, that's what you want. And I felt like with this year, this was the all the advertisement you need for the additional wild card rounds to see cities still in it. I mean, like Arizona. I mean, look at what Arizona's doing right now. Last time I looked, they were up four to nothing on LA yeah. and probably it might sweep them. Yeah. They're the sixth seed. Like, and to see they were the sixth seed and they looked depressed those first two games against Houston. I think that I understand baseball purists, but if this is what we're gonna get out of that having those extra wild card rounds where we're going to get cities that are still way into it. Uh, you feel for Baltimore fans, but you know, that felt just not ready for prime time yet. You don't yeah. know what they're going to look like later, but no, I mean, it was exciting. It, it, it really, really was. And, you know, service, I mean, you got to give service credit for playing his guys in that last game when he didn't have to, and he, there's no love lost right between the Astros and Scott. Service, oh yeah. So. They, they uh, had, they had us in their hand. Like, we'll just let Texas win. Oh yeah, they could have easily done that. Where Texas just forgot how to hit the baseball. So yeah, that was not. He could have sat everybody out. He could have lost on purpose. Yeah. But yeah, you 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 mentioned the Diamondbacks are up four to zero on the verge of sweeping the Dodgers, and then like I had predicted the Phillies over the Braves. I have my I don't know if you see my little TikTok account I got going. I do, yeah. But, but they were irate. The Atlanta fans were irate, like bringing my wife into it and everything. And it's like, why? I just because I, I picked the that. Phillies. Really. Yeah, they called my wife a mail owner bride. <laughs> oh my what Rob. But it's fine. I, it's fine. I laugh it off. It's no biggie. Well, but first of all, that's a certain degree of clout you've reached because no one's making fun of my wife. <laughs> <laughs> so there you go. <laughs> I get I get two likes on the TikTok and, and yeah. then I, they move on. So there you go. Um, Philly looks tough. Yeah. Uh and Bryce Harper. Like those two home runs tonight and staring down that the shortstop that mocked him. Like, what are you doing? Like, you don't, you don't, don't poke the bear of one of the best players to like ever do it. But, you know, you're going to learn, you're going to learn, learn the hard way. I think the first round when Philly played at home and I saw and I heard the crowd, that's why I picked them. I was like, oh, they're yeah. going to be tough to beat. They're going to be really tough to beat. It was tough for the Astros to beat them, but it, it could be a rematch of last year's World Series. I, I just can't see the Diamondbacks getting there, but they could. I they can't could. see it. And it's it's hard to see. I, I do wonder um, if they have enough. Philly just has a lot and seems to be peaking at just the right time. Yeah. And really and truly are one really amazing play away from sweeping, having swept the Braves. So, you know, that's baseball, but that's baseball. So, And going into this series, if you're just the – not really the casual fan, but you're not a fan of the Astros or the Rangers, and you just happen to be watching the playoffs, you're probably thinking, man, these Rangers are going to steamroll the Astros. Like, they look so good. But the Astros won 9 out of 13 times this season, and this this uh, playoff series starts on Sunday. They won 9 out of 13, and I think the most important part of even that stat is I think they won, a, won 9 of the last 10. I believe – the Rangers swept that first series. I have to double check that. Um, but, you know, look, 
I, I don't like to get too a, a, above my head and like try to predict things or whatever. Yeah. But I felt like Minnesota felt like just the wrong matchup for the Astros. I don't get that same sense from the Rangers and not just based on, um, not just based on the, the season, but, but even though they swept the Orioles, they had a bullpen that almost blew a nine run lead. And then last night they were up seven to one, but the tying run was in the hole. Yeah. Because the bullpen just can't. And I don't know that that bullpen survives over seven games. And not Maybe against the Astros. The, the thing to me about the Orioles is they're all young. I think they have like three rookies in the, in the, in the starting lineup. And I thought about it. I go, you know, they have to wait a week and then they play Texas who has, you know, billion dollars or I don't know. They have tons of money invested in yeah. these. These veteran players, they they got Evaldi, and they they got a lot of good pitchers. And I think the stage was too big for them. I didn't think that they could handle it, and they really didn't. I picked the Orioles just out of spite, more likely, but <laughs> I but I, I wouldn't I wouldn't take too much from the sweeping of the Orioles because you know it's I think the the stage was too big for them. It definitely felt that way, and it felt like. That, that a lot of those young guys got a lot of valuable playoff experience that I, I don't think that's a team that's going away oh, uh, no. until it's time for them to start trading them away. Cause they won't resign those guys like Baltimore fan. That's the reality. Sometimes I don't take a lot away from Texas sweeping Tampa Bay either. Cause that was a team that was just beat up when that series started. So, um, you know, I think, I saw somebody, uh, one of, he follows both of us. Corey on Twitter said that the Astros will be the first ones to play an entire seven game series at home, considering they consider the, the, <laughs> whatever we're calling Jerry Jones's tool shed, our home are also our home. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah. But, um, and we won all these games with Maldi catching. Well, and that's the thing. <laughs> and, and like, like to me, I understand the calls for, um, Yanier, but if that doesn't happen in July or August, it's not going to happen now, and it yeah. shouldn't. Like, like this is playoff time now, and um, he's a. I think he's a very talented kid, and I think it's going to be nice to have him at catcher down the road when he learns the position and really is good. But right now, I do want Maldonado limping this pitching staff through, particularly when one through eight are now producing. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Yeah. Maldonado only matters when you're only getting production out of three other guys in the lineup. Oh, when yeah. you're when you're getting one through eight, just stand up there and and and, and bunt every time. Don't worry about just do that yeah. and we're gonna be good. He stuck out like a sore thumb earlier in the season when we we're only like one through six deep. That's yeah, like get him exactly. out of there. Get and I agreed with everybody. It's like it's fine. But you know, you saw in the Javier game, even the announcers noticed it. You know, he went out there and calmed Javier down and, and he got out of the uh, out, of, out of trouble. But they mentioned one thing on tonight's episode, not episode, on the game tonight. I'm used to saying that. Yeah. Another reason t- it was so big to win tonight is that sets us up for JV in game one. 
Yeah, I mean, JV in game one, and I know that Fromber had not a great game in game two, but you still, he's your here's your game two starter. You have to uh, dance with who brung you, and it does look like, I mean, now it lines up where you've got Justin and Fromber and then Christian and Urquidy, and then I guess you're back to Justin again. Like, it does line up perfectly. I know that there's talk that Scherzer might be back for the Rangers, I don't know if that's going to happen, and I don't know what he can give you, having not played in in six weeks, I guess it is. But um, obviously baseball can happen, but you have to feel like everything's lined up the way you want it to be to at least get back to the World Series. And if you guys saw JV's toast in the locker room, that's how I talk in real life, folks. <laughs> I use <laughs> that word as an adjective the all the time. Not even yeah. mad, but to me – I think the coolest toast I've heard in forever is when we won the division, Alex Bregman. Yeah. People are wondering, how's it going to feel or how's it going to be, right? How's it going to be? Yeah, if the Astros aren't in the, the playoffs. the Astros don't win the, uh, the division, division. That's what it is. Yeah. I guess we'll never know. Like, that was an amazing yeah. toast. It was. Uh, I do like JV's tonight, and the big poppy said he would pay his fine. So that's good. For, for <laughs> is that what he was doing yeah Vic poppy said he's now a resident of houston and he's gonna pay jv's fine for the fcc <laughs> so i'm sure jv's got plenty of that well jv and kate upton money but go for it big poppy we appreciate it All they weren't even, they weren't even bleeping it out and i was like what this is... <laughs> i think they're getting a little slow the fcc's got the same uh staffing shortage as everybody else does nobody's on that bleep button anymore so what is today wednesday so we have thursday friday set we got three days to rest Mm-hmm. Not, not, not we need rest, but three games to uh, get ready for this. Uh, and it's on a Sunday. That's pretty great. Game one, you can have a cookout. You can get yeah. together with friends on a Sunday night. It's going to be awesome. It's going to be awesome. And then, um, you know, the, the the more important games that I've been looking at is that game five will be the rehearsal dinner for my daughter's wedding, uh, <laughs> who is a massive Astros fan up there in Oregon. And but the but on the day of the wedding, it's a travel day. So it's like the baseball gods have smiled upon us and said, enjoy your wedding day. Game six and seven, if necessary, we'll start the next day. The so, wedding's on the 21st. Then. The wedding's on the 21st. So um, she's requested I wear the Astros championship belt buckle with my suit. And who am I to uh, to you turn down to. The, the request of a daughter? So. All right, that's, that's all I do. have, buddy. I'm gonna. I'll give you. The, I'll give you the floor to say whatever you want to say about the season, about the Astros, and whatever well, you want to say. I want to get a little emotional, and I want to first of all, again, guys, don't take this for granted. But I want to thank you, uh, Rob, because I feel like you know we have our show, you have your show, but I feel like the sense of let's be positive about this team is is what's driving you, and it, to me, that's why I like listening because I cannot stand. The world's already so ne- negative. I want Astros to baseball to be my refuge. So I thank you for doing all of that, man, and being a big part of our own baseball career. So thank you. Thank you. Thanks for listening. I do. Every time. So, so what'd you do? You had the, uh, let's talk about that. You had the let's get two or the, and now yeah, you changed so, it. So we did the, we did the finale. I have so and, many um, questions about what you do. Okay, well, um, I'm here to answer them. So, like, how do you do that? How do you travel to all these games? Is that your job? It's so I own a production company, and the production company essentially pays for that. And I make, I would say that the show makes enough to break even on the trips. Um, and then we've been approached by um, a production company 
our distribution company, excuse me, that wants to see about us being like on Amazon Prime and things like that. And so we let Let's Get To kind of end because we needed a tighter format. We needed a more focused format. We also didn't want any baggage and we needed an identity that anyone would understand, not just, oh, I know Bull Durham. So I get the reference to the title <laughs> of the show. Yeah. And so the show will be called Ballpark Nation. Um, we've got 20 trips. We're going to, it's actually going to allow us to do, a, we're going to have an Astros episode at Minute Maid Park. And I'm very excited to Yankee Stadium episode as well. So uh, we're going to hit the ground running again in April. And then our first uh, our first show will be uh, May 9th of next year. And we'll do 20 episodes, wow. uh, 30 minutes each. And then we'll have our other stuff going too. But um, hopefully the Longhorns can can keep me going for the rest of the year. And then we'll, we'll hit <laughs> yeah. the ground running. Oh, yeah. We just missed that. That was last weekend. That went well for one of us and not well for the other. But. No, but you know what? What it was a uh, great game. It was a great game, and I, I, I'll, I'll say this about my my big compliment to OU is I've seen an up tempo offense before, but I've never seen anything like that. Like yeah. I have never seen a team that quick to get on the ball and snap the ball, and every time that referee would hold the ball for a second to spot it, I was like, thank God that we have a little <laughs> bit of time. I've n- I've never seen a team move like that before. It was incredible. Yeah. We just turned this into the Red River rivalry show, folks, but. When yeah. I was watching the game, and I'm sure there's fans listening, but uh, to me, and I don't know, like if you see it through different eyes as a, as a fan of the other team, it's like I'm, I'm telling my buddy, I'm like, we can't move the ball on them. Like the only, you know, the the thing that helped us is the three turnovers. Or this wouldn't even be close. Like, and then for them to move to to go down the field in one minute was just I couldn't believe yeah. they did it. Yeah. Well, no, and, and I think that's what makes that game so exciting because, you know, like yours had the one the one interception that was not his fault, right? The deflection off a tight end's hand. But the other one was one of the worst passes I've ever seen thrown at the college football <laughs> level ever. I mean, there are literally more OU guys than there were Longhorns. I don't know. You're not John Elway, buddy. Calm down with this <laughs> with this thing. But then you're right. Like the, the, the horns go down and you start thinking they left too much time. That's what I, so whenever they kicked off, I knew it was over when there was like a minute and a half over. I told Jessica, like it, the game's over. Texas is going to lose. There's really wow. no. Yeah. That's how. And I think it's a very good longhorn team. I think the, I think we'll have this conversation again in December in Dallas. Yeah. They're going to uh, face each other again. The, the they way are. there's no, uh, there's no conferences or anything. So yeah, yeah, the big 12 does it silly. Like, like I would, so. I would say watching the game, no matter who won, it looked like Texas had the better team. But like I said, I look at it through different eyes. Cause I see how good you are. And I'm like, man, they're really good. And I think well, I had was, a very, here I think, we go you again. Nit, I think you nitpick all the negative things from your own team. I think that's might be what it is. Well, you know, Andy, who does our Astro show and our, our football show, kept saying, don't worry about it. You're going to win by 10. And I'm like, I don't need an Aggie telling me that this <laughs> is going to happen. I need you to go back to College Station and just focus on not beating Alabama so we can. Are you excited yeah. about that? The uh, yeah. SEC, A&M, and Texas getting back together? I'll tell you oh. what. Um, it's no, be fun. No? No, I'm not. And 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 um, I like the OU rivalry. The, the A&M rivalry kind of annoys me. Um, I think, I don't know what it is about it. I don't love going to the SEC. I, if it, cause there was rumor that OU and Texas might go to the big 10 and I was kind of fired up about that, like big state schools. Um, I, you know, I, cause I, I know OU has a good academic rep- reputation. Texas has a very good academic reputation. I don't like that side of it. 
well, we're going to yeah. go hang out with the old misses of the world. Like that's the part of it. I that- wish they'd stay in the big 12. I, I really like the teams that they brought in. Well, remember like years ago, Texas and, and OU were saying, add more teams, add more teams. And they didn't want to do it. Yeah. And now, oh yeah, you'd bring it in Houston. That's fun. And, and, yeah. and you, yeah, I'd like, I'd like them to stay too, honestly. Yeah. They finally make the conference more fun when they're going to leave shuffle out. too late. Yeah. All right, buddy. Well, I really appreciate you coming on. It was so much fun talking to you. You're a great guest to have on and a great guy and good luck with the new show or the same show with the, the old new show, name. whatever it is. Yeah. Uh, if well, you I- guys like minor league baseball, you'd be super jealous of this guy because he's living it up over there. Living it up. Go Erie Seawolves. Go Rob. Erie Seawolves. All right. Thanks for tuning in guys. Astros seventh. American League Championship in a row. We'll see you next time.